Well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I am incredibly healthy. Says me, a person on yeah. three hours sleep. <laughs> Welcome to Did I Do That? It's a podcast about making graphic design and making mistakes because it's all part of the process. I'm Sean Schumacher, and joining me today, a very special guest, Advil Migraine. Advil Migraine, when the blue won't do, use the brown to tamp it down. I'm just kidding. (laughs) In addition to Advil Migraine, we're joined today by an even more special guest, she has previously served in design roles at OMF Co. and The Wirecutter. In her freelance practice, she's worked with clients like Wyden & Kennedy, AKQA, Intel, Gannett, and more. And she's the co-founder of Each Other, a two-woman brand and identity studio based here in Portland. It's Elizabeth Brown. Hi. Hi. Thank you for, thank you for joining me in this very wacky space. You're so welcome. Um, although I don't <laughs> appreciate being billed second to Advil Migraine. But I'm, it's humbling, and I'm ready to move forward. I'm sorry. Do you want me to take it again? No, no, no. Okay. No, I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm truly kidding. Um, Yeah, Advil Migraine is is my special friend. I did not sleep terribly well last night, and I got to tell you, that is a powerful, it's a powerful cure for all that ails you. Wait, is Advil Migraine real? Oh, you don't know about Advil Migraine. Oh, okay. It's like... This is the real stuff because uh-huh. it's brown and orange. It is brown and orange. And and to that oh. end, they the pills themselves are, in fact, amber colored. God, we are already off to a thrilling start. <laughs> we're way off track already. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, we're this is the <laughs> podcast where we describe what Advil Migraine looks like. Advil Migraine, find it in stores. Also, hey, whatever company makes Advil, maybe the Advil company. If you want to give me some money, I'll take it. I use your product all the time. Um <laughs> Uh, so it is January, uh, January 6th, yes. as we record, a day that is just chock full of good memories and good times. and Oh, no, some of the best. No problems yeah. at all. And I'm sure that's not at all why I'm losing sleep. Um, <laughs> and I, I also think of this kind of as the demarcation of the end of the holiday season, like we're starting school back up again next week. Yes. Um, and, you know, the holiday season, it's sort of December to remember. Um, where, you know, people get their partner's Lexuses with bows tied to the top of them. So that sort of makes me wonder, like, you know, do you tend to wish people a happy Honda days, a Toyota-thon? <laughs> What's your go-to? Oh, I'm definitely happy Honda days. Oh, of course. Because <laughs> I think it's the least graceful <laughs> of the three in terms of the way that it sounds rolling off your tongue. Bad? Yeah, and I'm, I really am like, okay, that one was a stretch, uh-huh. and we know how much money went into figuring that out. <laughs> so now they're like, well, we can't change it. No. So we have to stick with happy Honda days. Happy Honda days, you say. Hmm, okay. It sounds like somebody is uncomfortable saying Hanukkah. <laughs> like, I've never made that connection Honda before. Day. It absolutely does. <laughs> Happy, how do you pronounce that word? Honda days? Yeah. Yeah, I think I got it. I think my boyfriend's family celebrates Honda days. 
I'm really nervous because I'm not Jewish, so <laughs> hopefully I can sort of understand. Well, we we can all understand the wonderful deals that you can get during <laughs> during this season. Yeah, t- to be pleasant. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to do a new one, and it turns out they're actually really hard to come up with on oh, the fly. Oh, for cars? Yeah, because I mean, December to remember is, I think. The Lexus one. And that one is pretty good. A December to remember, it has nothing to do with the word Lexus. It doesn't. And I yeah. I think I do appreciate that about it. They really kind of lean into the giant bow on top of the car, which is an aesthetic. Yeah. It's it's a really unique aesthetic. And I think a really a unique statement of American consumption. that The idea yeah. that you can just spend... $80,000 on a car and not tell the person that yeah, you yeah, I love that. share romantic and finance and life things with. That and the puppy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of, I mean, to me, people getting engaged and the woman didn't know before. <laughs> like, are you, wh- why are you not talking about these things? <laughs> it seems like a conversation is in order. Here, I'm going to really change our life. Surprise! (laughs) We're moving to the moon! We're going to be the first two people there. Now, we haven't figured out a way to get, like, food and water up there. So that's going to be, like, something that we figure out. But, like, I'm just so excited to be on this journey with you. And it comes with a big bow. Of course it does. (laughs) The bow will burn up on re-entry. Uh, well, I think we've made it a January to remember at the very least. Um, so how are you, how are you doing? How is this new year of 2023 treating you so far? I have to say I'm really running with the new year, new me bit. Oh, really? And I don't know why I've been energized. Well, I think it's, you know, half in part to cleaning motivation TikToks, which okay. I, my cousin, my younger cousin told me about. And she was like, I can't clean my house unless I watch cleaning TikToks. And I started doing that. And what do they consist of? It's like, do you, are you on TikTok? No. Oh, okay. Well, I can't really like do the sound. Like if there's like, (laughs) (laughs) there's like people do these videos that are really short cuts of like them cooking or doing any other thing that's like, oh, I've seen those. Yes. They're kind of, kind of a little bit ASMR-y too. Yeah, they're like ASMR and then it's like making a process that's actually very long, very quick. Yes. It's just like cleaning motivation or they're like, follow me on my Sunday tidy. I don't know, but I, I, it really works. I was like, I can clean. I'm just not a clean person at all, but I've Clean my house in ways I never thought I would. And then uh, also I've, like everyone else, decided that I'm really into fitness now. Nice. For the past Excellent. six days. <laughs> so I really, but I'm like, and then I'm like very energized, I think, because I'm like uh, doing, you know, like completing things that I wouldn't normally do. So I'm running with the bit. I think it's lasting for now. I'm feeling very uh, energized and uh yeah, and, and not to mention I've been sleeping in like late every day too. Well, we were we were having this conversation before we started recording. Yeah. The sunset now is four thirty here in yes. Portland, which is just yeah. a really great productive it's a, it's way such to a do good it. Time for the world to get dark. Excellent, really helpful. I appreciate you so much. Daylight savings time. Yeah. 
won't revel in your eventual extinction. No, it's like, well, I can't start working before 10 and I absolutely can't work after four. <laughs> so my six hour work days are, well, plus an hour lunch, you know. Yeah. Incredibly productive. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you're going to get lots of emails back just on time with everyone else on the same schedule. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Things, <laughs> things move along at a great pace. Yes. Um, have have you like procured uh, equipment for this new like exercise experience? Oh no, I'm just I really like doing spin and I oh. like dancing. Um, and I think in the past I was just like uh, I don't really want to like prioritize spending a bunch of money on classes because classes are so expensive. Yeah. But then I was just like, just do the thing that you like and what makes you happy, and then you'll actually move your body. That's true. That's true. And I, yeah. I did make the mistake myself several years ago of buying the equipment. and Like um, like weights? I know. I, <laughs> these, okay. these, uh, these arms that are about the diameter of the pen that I'm holding. Uh, no, I, I bought a rowing machine. Um, oh, wow. You really went in. Yeah, I bought the biggest, heaviest thing that I could think of. And it turns out that's really inconvenient to have in your one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> Do you like rowing? I thought I might at the time. Oh, no. And it turned out uh, I did for a while. And now I just have this very large machine that I would say is is sort of in charge of my closet. Yeah. I, no, a rower? I thought you meant like you bought some weights. But a rowing machine is... You really went in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wanted to get the most bang for my buck, and mm-hmm. and that's a good one because it does a lot of stuff. You have to be oh, very mean, active. You can row. Absolutely. First and foremost. I mean, you can be on a river, say, in oh, a boat and absolutely. enjoy that. And I mean, that's happening all the time. You never all know when time. you're going to be on the river. People in this city really love to be on the river just all the time. It yeah. doesn't fill with sewage at no. random intervals. And I never know when a rowing opportunity is going to present itself, but it's more <laughs> often than you would think. Well, sometimes you just want to pop over to Ross Island exactly. and see some with your places crew, with, with your whole rowing of crew. Co- well, yeah. also just to steal gravel, of course. Yes. That's the place where you get sand and gravel from. It is indeed. You got to mine it out of there. There's no other places you can get that. No. Um, yeah. So, kind of like what uh, what got you into design originally? Well, was that a smooth enough transition? <laughs> well, it's funny you should ask that, Sean. What's wrong with <laughs> me today? So... Advil migraine. I I take it back. <laughs> Bad job. Um. I was always really into art growing up. I was like a a little creative lass. And then my high school art teacher, AP art teacher, scared many of us out of applying to art school. Oh, really? Yeah, she's like, if you can't handle this, you'll never be able to handle art school. Oh, God, one of those types. Very weird, yeah. So I went to University of San Francisco. I based my college choice off of what city I wanted to live in. Oh, so you weren't you weren't from San Francisco. No, I I grew up in like a swingle. Oh fancy. Um I wish. <laughs> I was like, um I only had one friend that lived on the lake. Imagine how hard that was for me. Wasn't even a late kid. I was just, I guess, an Oswego kid. Yeah. Should, for those of us who, who uh, maybe don't know, Lake Oswego is a very affluent uh, suburban a, city south well, of here. Well, let me just give you all a okay. little context so I can back myself up here. <laughs> my cur- my parents currents currently live in Vancouver, Washington, and Milwaukee. Oregon. Okay. 
So, um, you know, we were like Lake Oswego aspirations. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I grew up there and then I went to school in San Francisco and my roommate, uh, she had signed up for design. It was a program that you did not need um, to like apply to get into. Oh, really? Yeah, I was just like, here's another major. Huh. But yeah, so she was just taking like intro, like art classes and then like intro to design classes. And I was like, what you're doing looks way more fun than what I'm doing. I'm doing like vague communications classes. I don't even know what communications is as a major. Oh. Yeah. And so I just switched over and um, and then I took design classes. I, I really wanted to try to like transfer to um, like an art school, but I was already a year in and everywhere that I talked to was like, well, you're going to have to do an extra year of school to get all the credits. And so, yeah, my parents and I were both just like, nah, let's not do that. Uh, Yeah, so I um, studied design there, and then I got an internship at this um, now-defunct publication called The Bold Italic. Oh, yeah, I've heard of them. I do. They were like like an IDEO project that was really... uh, great in concept and did not work in execution <laughs> i can't think of any other things ideo no. does that are like that no 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 they're the um. darlings of the business design <laughs> thinking movement <laughs> they are a, a, a movement is- that's really done good things to the world <laughs> indeed indeed um yeah they just are putting a new name on what most of us just call research <laughs> Um, yeah, and so then my and then my boss there, um, she's amazing. Like we're still friends today, and she's been a really great mentor. She was like leaving the whole uh, publication was shutting down, and so she was starting her own little design studio, and they needed a junior designer. Um, so I hopped on board, and we did mostly branding and then some other work. But that's kind of like how I got into branding. Oh, really? That was my favorite thing that we did. Had you had you like gotten to do a lot of kind of branding work in school? Like, what was the transition oh, there? The transition was clunky. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, truly, the design program at USF is fine, but it is run by a fine artist that ah. works in technology. She's brilliant. Um, and then there's some really great professors as well but I think there was kind of a disconnect between like what is happening in the professional world and then what we were doing and also it's just not an art school so it's yeah it's kind of more casual of a program so I can't I know we did like typography book design we did a web design class I really don't think we did a branding class like I I had a moment where uh Indy my boss and mentor was like, okay, just like do that thing. You know, you have to do an art school where you just like you sketch a hundred logos. And I was like, I have never done that. I don't think I had to do that either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she went to CCA. Oh. Well, no, actually she went to Parsons and then she got her master's at CCA. So I think that she had like a pretty strong uh, education in design. But yeah, it was like an interesting transition. Um, and I actually at one point like tried to get myself fired because I thought I was so bad at design. Really? At the time, she like wasn't really that communicative around like feedback or check-ins. It was very oh. casual. It was her, this other guy, Matt, who's great, and then me. And I think she just hadn't really like, there wasn't like a structure around, you know, me as an employee. And so 
she just hadn't like given me a ton of positive feedback um and then i was like asked her to go for a walk and was like hey so like i don't know if i should be a designer like i don't know if i want to be a designer like i'm thinking maybe i should like go down and she was like are you trying to get me to fire you right now (laughs) and i was like well i just don't think i'm doing that good of a job and she was like what are you talking about you're doing a great job She's like, I'm sorry, I'm just not that good at giving feedback. She's like, I'm not that good at, like, doing the kind of, like, check-in positive reinforcement stuff. And she's like, I can totally try to get better at it, and you're doing a great job. I'm not worried about it, and you shouldn't quit design. I mean, that's, I would say that's a pretty positive end result, at least. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, it, it it was great. She's great. I love her. I think we were both just, like, adjusting to me like having my first job and then yeah. her like having a junior designer that she needed to or like having an employee that she kind of needed to check in with. Did you have any vision as you were kind of going through that attempting to quit process of what you would do on the other side of it? Oh, interesting. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I I don't love designing. Um really? Yeah, I actually like um I'm not like I'm a decent graphic designer, but it's not like the thing that makes me tick. And uh, I think that's actually probably the most healthy perspective that yeah. you could have on it. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I am incredibly healthy. <laughs> Says me, a person on yeah. three hours sleep. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I've actually kind of transitioned more into like brand strategy and creative direction. And then in a lot of the projects that we've been getting recently, I've been doing some interior design too. So I just, I actually do not think, I think in that moment, that was like an authentic sort of uh, reaction to doing design all the time too, because yeah. I just, I don't think that design is my calling. I'm I don't want to like I don't have the drive to like sit behind a computer for like hours and hours and create. Like I don't get like lost in the work that I'm doing. Yeah. So which I mean I think is Ellen, my partner, is such an amazing designer and she will just like keep pushing for so long and I mean we get in, we have really incredible uh visual design for the projects that we do because of that. And so I like see that and I'm like, I just don't think that's how I feel. It's hard because I think like, at least in my experience, when I have just done design and nothing but design, I get really bad at it. Yeah. And like, I think it was only when I came back to teaching that I started to feel like, oh, I, I actually, I'm getting new perspectives. I'm doing things other than sitting behind the computer. Yes. And that's what feeds it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think like, I mean, also, you know, we've had a few projects lately that I've like, hopped on board for the first round of visual design and that's been a really fun exploration because I'm not doing design as much anymore so I think like not being exhausted with it has helped when I did that for a couple projects we worked on I was like oh I actually really like what I came up with or feel like this is like fresh and interesting and you know whatever yeah works within the framework that we're building um but I think when I start to like design all day long a little part of me dies. 
As well it should. We're human beings. We're animals. We should move around and stuff. No, we should. We should move around. We should talk to people. We should, you know. These brain things, they're only just like one part of us. Yes, totally. They get very frustrated when they only do one thing. That is very true. I know. I'm like, I think I'm here having a unique perspective. And you're like, well, no, that's actually universal. Well, I th- I think what's what is especially unique is that you're recognizing it when so many people in so many professions don't recognize it until they're just totally like yeah. not doing the thing that they want anymore. That's true. Yeah, I am amazing in that sense. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's so but like you're getting to do interiors, you're getting to do yes. like all this other kind of dynamic work, including like research, essentially. Yes, totally. Like, and then teaching, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you find that 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 feel like that kind of fills the, the need a little better and you're like, yeah, energized? I think, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I just have always kind of. I I mean, the reason that I work for myself is because I always have felt like uh, I want a really solid work-life balance. And the the life part can also mean, like, other creative pursuits that I have. I think Ellen and I both are like, this is what we do for a living, and we really like the work that we do, and we get to work on awesome jobs with really cool clients that we care deeply about yeah but we also want to make sure that we are like stretching creative muscles outside of that and like pursuing you know like ellen does ceramics and she's in a band you know and i'm i'm doing like i don't know immersive immersive theater projects on the side (laughs) um and like photo shoots with friends and things like that so um i also think that i mean i I always tell my yeah. I always tell my students in the one term that I've taught that's <laughs> <laughs> um, just like being a multi-dimensional person makes you a better designer. Yes, absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. If this is the only thing you're doing, you uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean but the, I mean there are people who are incredible designers and that's the thing that they really focus on. Like I have a friend who's amazing and she's always doing design in her free time and right now she's like building a typeface for the first time she's super talented and she you know will become like the creative director or a partner of a very good studio um but that's like truly is her passion and what makes her tick and and so i'm like i don't need to compare myself to her she is she is that she is that and it's amazing and that works for her and then i have other things that work for me that make me feel like inspired in different ways. That's a great perspective. I think like let's let's let 2023 be the year of finding the thing that brings you joy and let that yes. let that just be where you want to be. I think without questioning it. I think that's that's what 2023 is going to be. Yeah. Plus a lot of money. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, certainly was not the case in 2022 for me. Oh, same. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great year. I just kept going. Well, I'm 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 rich in in friendship. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you can't you can't put friendship into a vault and swim around in it Scrooge McDuck style. No, you can't. And that's I I've mean, tried. It doesn't work. No, it does not. Your friends get kind of irritated because you're like elbowing their eyeballs. Yeah. Also, clip your fingernails first is what I've learned. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to open up any wounds there. No, no, no. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Where were we at? Oh yeah, so you're you're you've essentially tried to quit this job, which is like your first kind of my studio like, job. Like, the the like byline of this or like the title of this episode is like <laughs> local designer hates design, tried to quit. <laughs> uh, no, okay. So I tried to quit, but I actually do I do uh, I mean, I'm a marketer for a living. Let's just get over it. <laughs> I do like branding. I think it's really in- an interesting. Uh, it's kind of like a cool exploration because it's really is like you build out. You have to build out a conceptual framework and then you make your decisions through that. So it kind of is like um, speaks to my more logical mind. Yeah. Where I'm like, there is an answer here, but also that answer is a little bit fluid which I think is like where I like, like I, I'm not really like a UX person, you oh, know, same then, here. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm not like what, whatever doing just like a poster. That's whatever I want it to be. Cause I'm like a cool free thinking designer. <laughs> so branding is kind of in the middle where it's like a little bit of logical, a little bit of creative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I tried to quit and then I was like, okay, I shouldn't quit. And then, um, honestly, I, I think like they were having a hard time with the company and I think we're like considering some options and I was like, I should, I like kind of need to move on to something else. And then um, also I started, well, I I was already thinking about moving back to Portland because I came back to visit and San Francisco is so expensive. I like could never save a penny. Was this before it really blew up? It was cost-wise? like right when it did. So I graduated in 2011 and then oh, yeah. I think I left in 2013 and it really was like every conversation was about like what the city is turning into in like not a productive way just like a lot of um like hip young white kids talking about how tech people are taking over. It's yeah. just like this is not productive. We are also gentrifying. Yeah. May I remind you? Um, everyone's wrong. Yeah, everyone's wrong. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I just kind of already felt like I wanted to move back to Portland for a bit. I like, I had a real, I mean, I, in retrospect, I'm like, whoa, my life was dope there, but I think I was just really overwhelmed with like money stuff. Cause I just couldn't save any money whatsoever. Yeah. And I was having like a hard time just like, I mean, whatever. You live in a city. You want to spend money. You're not going to be like, well, I guess I'm not going to go out to dinner. That's like what yeah. you do when you live in a bigger city. That's the point. Yeah. So I was thinking about moving home for a bit. And then I actually started dating my ex kind of long distance. And we did, like, did that for a few months. And I was like, well, you know, I kind of want to go freelance. Portland is a lot less expensive than San Francisco. So it's less scary for me to do that. And then also this person that I'm like falling in love with lives up there. Oh. Yes. So then I was like, well, I guess I'm moving back to Portland. <laughs> well, first I was like, we're g- I'm going to move back for like a few months. And then <laughs> we're going to go back to San Francisco. So I didn't even really like tell that many people I was leaving. And when I came to visit, they're like, where have you been? I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I moved to Portland. I thought only for six months, but 
lo and behold, nine years later, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> um, Time has a way of catching up with oh, you like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I freelanced for a couple of years. And, um, and then I was like, I really got to pay off my student loans. So then I got a job at the wire cutter. Yes, the famed uh yes. was it had it already been bought by the New York Times no, at that point? No, I was um part of the group of people that got let go right hey. before the acquisition. Ooh. Yeah, they like cut their whole it was They wire cut it. They wire cutted that design team. No, the whole idea was like a lot of the offices or a lot of the people are remote and they were like found a designer that they liked and he was going to like run the Portland like design studio kind of but i think that like by the time i came on we were doing a big website redesign oh my gosh it was honestly miserable <laughs> it was like me and my boss who was he's he's an absolute sweetie but like we don't have anything in common me and him alone in an office every single day for a year oh oh and that's when i really got into podcasts and i was like <laughs> Podcasters are my friends. <laughs> made made some investments in some noise canceling headphones, yes, maybe. Yes, yeah. and I was like working on this really. We were just doing like really high fidelity designs of pages that were really complex. Oh. Um, yeah, so I would just ended up doing like a ton of UI and then also some other work that was just like not. He and I had like a different preference. Like we had really different skill set and kind of what we liked in terms of like editorial illustrations or whatever. So yeah. we just were like didn't totally see eye to eye um, and had different skill set. Um, and, and you can't really bring any other voices into that conversation when it's just the two yeah. of you. Yeah. Ugh. And then they like paused on the website and were like, we're not doing this anymore. And then they let him and his boss go. Ooh. And then they had like an editor being my boss for a while, which was really bad. Yeah. And I was just like, what is happening? What is happening? Why is this so chaotic? And then they let me go. And then like a month later, they were just like, we're dissolving the design team. And I was like, what? You don't need designers. But, you know, they have designers at the New York Times. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Yeah. But, the time, Famously a good place to work, the New York Times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I will say, you know what? I paid off all my student loans. Sure. Did I cry on my way to work sometimes? Ooh. Absolutely. But I paid off my student loans, that, baby. I mean, that's at least you don't have that anymore. That's no, that's that a great. nice thing. And then in like it was 2017 and OMFG Co. like posted that they were looking for someone. And I had done like freelancing around town, but I just never felt like any agency was really a good fit for me. Yeah. So I always felt kind of like I was like in interviews, like molding my questions to be what they wanted answered. And then it was great because I interviewed there and I was like, I want to do the same work that they do. We have similar process. I like set up a presentation of like my process and they really liked that. And it was just a really easy, natural fit. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that was great. And then it was like contract to hire. And so they... um hired me and it just like felt like the right fit I was glad that I hadn't like done because I had been asked to go kind of more full-time or longer term at other agencies that I just wasn't really like happy at and then um yeah I was I was stoked what kind of work were you doing over there at OMFG yeah 
Um, I mean, we do. They would do a lot of hospitality work. Yeah. Um, then we did some like nonprofit work. My team was me, my current partner Ellen. She was like the art director of our team, and then this other designer, OJ, who's really great. He kind of leans more into um, illustration. He's a really great designer too. And it was the three of us. And kind of over time, like we would always do an audit and discovery. And I was just finding that I was really interested in the strategy aspect of branding work. So I kind of would like take the lead on the strategy portion uh, just because I wanted to. Oh. And then um, OJ and Ellen were kind of leading more of the design and we would like all um, work on like art direction together. Yeah. You you met Ellen there. Like what, yes. what sort of connection did you like kind of find there that like- Toxic. <laughs> But I can't get out of it. Help. <laughs> um, no. You're, you're just, you know, the, the two uh, two star-crossed uh-huh. people. Yeah. Enemies. What is the metaphor that I'm looking I for? Know. I don't really know. I don't know. Um, no. Ellen and I just worked so well together from the get-go. We had, like, a really similar outlook. I don't know. We were just, like, pulling from similar places, and I think we also – our styles really complement each other. And I don't know, we just really liked working together and we really like respected each other in the way that we organized files. <laughs> no, she's still better at that than I am. But uh, yeah, we. I think it, it just really clicked Yeah. Uh, in a way that it hadn't before for me, like working, I had worked at either small studios or just freelance. So I hadn't really worked at a job with like other peers. And um, they, I mean, they do such a good job at hiring. Like, I always learned so much from all the other people that worked there. And, yeah, we just clicked. And that's kind of how we, like, decided to go out on our own. Because I was, we had kind of, like, naturally split up the process of our project. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, we could do this ourselves. (laughs) What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, and then you get more control, too, over the kind of jobs you take on and clients you you work with. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we, you know, had some um, frustrations that we don't have to get into. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what if we just do this for ourselves? Like, I'm pretty confident. Like, Ellen is so connected in the design world, and I feel like I have a very random network of people (laughs) that I can, you know that hand us jobs and so like our networks are very different so it makes them broader and we had both freelance before and then um actually Indy we were thinking of leaving and then Indy that same boss that I had at my first job she had been doing some freelance work for Patreon she had like started a studio up again and she was like I'm closing my studio and I have this really big project that Patreon has come to me for I can give it to you Wow! if you want it. And I mean, it's like still one of our biggest projects to date. It wasn't like one big project, but it was just like they needed a lot of work there. They um, were kind of like understaffed on their design team. So, yeah, she like helped us bid on the project and then we got it. And that was like the first week of us starting our studio. Wow. Yeah, it was very, very lucky because I think before that, we were a little bit nervous about like, okay, we're quitting. Like we put in our notice or maybe we put in our notice when we got that job. I think that's what happened is yeah. we kind of got that. We were talking about it in March 
And then at the end of April, Indy was like, here's this job. And then we were like, okay, now we can, I think we put in a month's notice um, just to like give them time since it was both of us. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we basically told the client like we can start May 1st or May 15th or whatever. And then, yeah, that was our that was our first project. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty great kind of kickstart to oh totally to bring in a, the name of a different company that's unrelated <laughs> yeah. entirely to Patreon. <laughs> yeah. um, Patreon, you get what you want from Patreon, <laughs> unlike uh, certain other companies that I just named. Um, I mean, in theory, you can give money to what am I trying? To... <laughs> in theory, you can give money to anyone. <laughs> in theory, you can. <laughs> Give money to me. Why not? Uh, there's many reasons why not. Don't give money to me. Um, but yeah, so I mean, starting a new studio, that's like a big, scary thing. Yeah. Like, what what kind of lessons did you kind of learn from that process? I mean, it's definitely very scary. I feel like I live with a certain amount of anxiety around money making all the time. Yeah. Um, it's understandable. I think- I think like we're I think something that we're both like currently learning is like well Ellen's been better about this than I have but like actually taking the time off that we said we're gonna take off because I think it's like every year we've been like we're taking two weeks off for Christmas and then like the couple couple first years I picked up a client that like needed stuff around Christmas it was so stupid but i wanted to help them and i wanted to do the project and then the next year i think i just like kind of let work bleed into my time um and then this is actually the first year we're like four years in that i actually took two weeks off and it gave me a lot of anxiety and i already and like a couple things were like tough for our clients that we were like mid project on and i you know i'm like managing the guilt around yeah, that yeah yeah so i think I'm, i am currently learning you know re- like respecting the time that i need to take off and then also just like time management i think it's it is it's hard to it's not hard that sounds so like privileged but it's hard it's difficult to manage your time for me at least when I don't like go to a 9 to 5 job. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of balancing of like trying to figure out what I want to do, feeling okay with that, um like managing like anxiety around money. It's just it's very like it just is not like you go and then you leave. Yeah. It kind of is just like in it's just like seems more of like part of the whole tapestry of your life as opposed to one thing in your life that you do yeah and i mean i think that is a danger in in starting your own thing it's like it it has a way of taking over yeah you know but it's i mean i feel very very fortunate that i'm able to do it and i would not trade it for i wouldn't trade it for the world (laughs) well i would trade it for the world (laughs) if i could own the world yeah i'd trade it (laughs) <laughs> what you really want to though it's no a, it's a no, fixer upper no only if it was like an investment that i was i'm just gonna flip it <laughs> and sell it the next year for twice the price well we've got yeah we've got some aliens from the andromeda galaxy They're yeah be people looking at are it. interested they, they've heard that the schools here are pretty good the schools are great and it has longevity yeah <laughs> It's um, quaint, you yeah. know? It's it's a little bit off the grid, but, like, I don't know. It's got character. Oh, one other thing that I think I've learned more is to 
listen to my intuition about like whether I should work with someone. Yeah. That has been hard for me because I have a very hard time saying no. I also re- like I'm very more is more. Yeah. Um I just ha- also have a hard time letting people go in my life. So like giving a rejection to a project like feels really bad to me. Yeah. And I think there's been some times where maybe Ellen was like I don't know about this. Like this doesn't seem like a great idea and I'm like it'll be fine. <laughs> we'll work through it. And then cut to like a not amicable parting with the client. Yeah. So I think listening to more to like my intuition than also trusting Ellen's intuition. I think, you know, having a partner is uh like a very interesting challenge that's incredibly rewarding. But just like, you know, balancing our needs and listening to each other and, you know, not taking things on when it doesn't make sense for us. Yeah. I've done a lot of learning around that. It's hard, though. It's so hard. It's really hard to say no. And I'm such a like, maybe this will be good for this in the future. Like, I'm I'm very like possibilities oriented. Yeah. It's funny because I think in in my relationship with Ellen, she is more of the like logical thinker, realistic thinker, and then I'm kind of like the dreamy person, you know, but then I um I do some creative work with my roommate Anna and like she's the dreamy creative person and I'm the one that's like, <laughs> "Whoa, reel it back in." So it's funny being like both in different uh creative partnerships. Yeah. But um you know, I think it's like a good it's good to have that balance. You're getting to exercise all the parts of your brain in yes. these relationships. Like, yes. That's totally. I, I think that's really important. It's it's as you're describing it, like it's all I could think is just how many times I've been in that boat as a as a designer and as a teacher, just like trying to find like the places and frankly, as a person, the yeah. places in your life where boundaries can be set that are healthy for yeah. everyone. And it's so hard. It is every time you think that you have set every imaginable boundary possible with a client. Yeah. A new client comes along and presents another challenge (laughs) and it's like it's uh i remember indy my boss um when we were working together she was like having clients is having is like having so many annoying boyfriends (laughs) (laughs) they all have different needs and they're not good at communicating around them no i was like Girl, totally. They don't know what they want. No, it's just, it is like a lot of um, like balancing clients and their needs. And I mean, obviously, it's like a lot more of like a psychological challenge than I thought. Just like meeting people's needs and approaching them in a way that's going to like make them feel like their money is well spent and they're cared for and that you want to like bring them in enough on collaboration. Some clients really want to like brainstorm everything some people are just like why are you asking me questions you're the professional so it's really it's just like every yeah every new project or new client you kind of have to like get to know a completely different person and figure out how to you know make them happy when they're sending you checks yeah yeah and that can be so challenging especially when you're working with small clients where yes they might be super duper 100% of their life is in this thing too. Yes. 
I mean, I love working with small businesses because I just think small businesses are more sustainable for the economy. Absolutely. Um, and I love that people are passionate about what they're doing. But then, you know, the flip side of that is that they are really passionate. And sometimes this is like their baby. Yeah. And then sometimes it's even like, this is going to make or break my business, which yeah. is terrifying. And try to set a lot of um, emotional boundaries for ourselves around like, we are not responsible for their business. We can only do so much. Um, Elizabeth, where can people find you if they want to find out more about your work or about each other? Um, well, they can find me at www.eachother.studio. On Instagram, I'm at each other. Also, if you want a very like confusing and chaotic depiction of what Anna and I do, we are at the Carruthers Brothers. <laughs> Are those your characters? Well, we live on Carruthers. Okay. And we decided we're brothers. <laughs> so we are the Carruthers brothers. That's that's that improv training. You gotta Exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah. It's all it's all zip zap zop, baby. Let the scene lead you to the solution. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um and then I'm also but I don't really post anything worth value, but you can follow me at eBay. E-B-A-E, Global Marketplace. <laughs> is that available? Is E-B-A-E available? Can we set up our own eBay? Yeah, I mean, I w would love to. Oh, lowest price right now is uh, $4,500. Uh, highest price is $13,500. So I think probably we're not going to be able to get that one. That's hey, a shame. if all of the listeners could just chip in... <laughs> What do we, what do we For need? For just $5 a month, yes. we can own eBAE, <laughs> eBay.com. Ebay it's community. Yeah, exactly. What are we going to do with it? Don't worry about it. We'll figure that out later. Just give us the money, please. Thank you. Yeah, so check that out. Not that website, because I don't know what's there. Do not check out eBAE.com. No. But you can check out elizabethstonebrown.com. I have just typed it in, and I believe it just goes to GoDaddy. Unless, wait, maybe that link did a weird thing? I don't know. <laughs> Domainsbyproxy.com. Uh, somebody is sitting on it. Somebody in Tempe. Hey, Tempe, give us that domain. Yeah. Um, you've got good weather right now, probably, comparatively to us. If you've got the good weather, so you can give us the good domain. Exactly. Exactly. Um... Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Elizabeth. Um, Did we cover anything? <laughs> <laughs> Did, was there other stuff you wanted to talk about? No, no, no. I just don't know how this normally goes. You're like, bring, bring some design work from your past and talk about times that oh, you messed shit. up. Oh, shit. That's no, the it, thing I we forgot literally to fucking don't talk have about. To. I, did you actually bring stuff? I did, but we don't have to talk no, about it. No, let's talk about it. I I fucked up because no, normally I, don't I want ask anymore. at the beginning, and I, I didn't because my brain doesn't work good. Um, if you want to, we can. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. Um, when Where is this design work from? Okay, well, so I mostly... <laughs> I actually didn't bring that much design work, <laughs> but I did bring an email exchange with a really awful man. All right, that I worked for. No, I'm up I, for it. I also do have some design work if we want to look at it. Yeah, let's. Also, well, I was gonna say the the big mistake that I've made as a designer is keeping my work on physical hard drives that oh. I then toss off my bed by accident. Oh, God. Um, so that's, I would say, you know, 
have good, um, what do they call it? File um, care? File hygiene, something dorky like that. I don't know. File hygiene sounds good. No, like storage hygiene. I don't know. My One of my friends said that one time, and I was like, I just hate that phrase. <laughs> so, they'd, they'd get out the old projector and yeah. show you... It's like a thing that's actually on slides, but it has audio and the yes. slides advance like it's a movie. Um, I don't. So I really don't actually have that much work from call. I don't have any work from college and I don't have very much from when I first started designing because I broke the hard drive. You lost everything. I've pretty much Eww. like lost everything, which is sad. Um <laughs> But I did for a while. Okay, I knew this girl that worked on the marketing team at Intel and they needed infographics. There was like a time, I don't know, you probably have experienced this too, but people will come to you and say they need design work. And then it turns out they actually need illustration work. Yeah. And you're like, I am not an illustrator. (laughs) You've come to the wrong place. Yeah. And so they would, but I was like, these are huge projects. They're paying me six to nine hundred dollars. So I was like, this is big. So I got to say, yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like straight out of college. So I did some like very unattractive like date of it. (laughs) (laughs) So you've got you've got sort of a wedding cake there. Yeah. And and the title of the piece is Tech is the New White. (laughs) God. 78% of couples use the internet to plan their wedding. Oh, no. These are like infographics that were going on Intel's blog or something. Okay. It was through, was it through Ogilvy? It was through Ogilvy. And they were like, if we do these like fun, quirky infographics, people will read them, which is like, they're not going to. Then we did this one on, um, it was about two-in-one devices. So they were like, let's illustrate famous combos from history. And also, you know, they were only paying me like $600 for this, but I was not an illustrator, but I was like, I have to illustrate this. I mean, you can tell that I can like draw shapes yeah you know it's not terrible i mean i will say like they they honestly look pretty good i I think the thing that i'm most bothered by is thinking about intel's two-in-one thing which was that terrible thing where you rotated the laptop screen around Also, the screen comes off oh god (laughs) but like (laughs) but no I'm, i'm not an illustrator and i probably spent you know i don't even know 50 hours on this because it's just as hard to illustrate things unless you're an illustrator. Absolutely. Very hard. So I don't even, you know, like my hourly rate was probably coming out to like $5 an hour (laughs) or something. But I just love that like they thought that A, people would like these or even read them. And then they were like, let's do something creative with the blog. So these are just some of the amazing like infographics. Also that they were like, it's a cake with an Intel computer on the top of it. Which I think would probably void the warranty. And the yes. ribbon, so the ribbons are, you've got essentially four blocks coming out of the yeah. computer. Um, well, see, so these are, these are, um, these are blocks that come out of uh-huh. a cake because yeah. that's sort of famously how cakes work. There's a large ribbon on them. They're topped by an octopus ribbon. Yes, an octopus ribbon that's attached to cards. Uh-huh. Um, and then, the other amazing part is that there isn't actually any data viz. 
didn't. It's just didn't an give you icon, data. It's just an icon and a paragraph. Ah, <laughs> so more drawing that you have to do. Yeah, and this was like a collaboration with I don't know if you know Brit and Co, but oh. she's like this woman that has this blog. Um, but it was like a collaboration between like it was like a wedding event that was sponsored by Intel. The this the, is so there's so many layers to this. The things that corporations <laughs> do and spend money on and the way they like insert themselves into like a cultural part of our lives that makes zero sense. It was like a wedding focused event, like a tech in weddings. Yeah. Which I'm like, those are two of my least favorite words. <laughs> and they're uniting for evil. <laughs> So yeah, it was like a tech in weddings event or something that was like all sponsored by Intel oh, and God. Uh, tech is the the new white. It's so bad. <laughs> Truly, it it would be hard to come up with a worse tagline than that. Yeah, it's just so weird too because none of the colors or the style is like in Intel's brand book. But then they were like, "But we have to keep the typography," so I had to use Intel's typeface which is just so so lively yeah so that's kind of like it's it's more as like the the work isn't the worst thing that i've ever seen but it just was like this funny weird kind of little like series of projects that i got stuck in that i was like well i have to say yes and also i'm really not a good fit for them but i'm kind of the only person that they know and then um i'm just gonna work way too hard on these (laughs) God. Yeah, and I got I had yeah. I've done I feel like there's a lot of like like I've done some marketing stuff for other companies that was similar where they're like, oh here's a um when the idea comes in Frankenstein, there's only so much you can do. Some sort of like thing. I have no idea what it was about, and the only data viz is this, and it doesn't make sense. So it's is it like oh so it's maybe some sort of like wine. Flavor matching technology, yeah. yeah. But is I'm that like, a thing that people I need? Don't, I don't even know what this is for. I mean, I know the the client, but I have yeah. no recollection of this happening. It's hard to understand what this business could be. I am cannot do data. This <laughs> I don't. Well, I think there's not data here. No, to there's no data. Represent. Just, no, I don't. I don't know. They were like. Maybe they were like, we like the stuff you did for Intel. There was like a really big period of time where everybody wanted infographics. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And they it's did like, not have info to go along with not them. not escape them. Yeah. And then you're like, actually, this is, you want me to like illustrate a farm yeah. that has like weird data. Like, it, yeah, it wasn't actually something that needed to have data visualization. They just wanted like an illustration with numbers. It's such a weird why was it in like 2011 that everyone thought USA Today was the future? Oh, <laughs> it's really my weird. God. They really did. They really did. Wow, it really was a USA Today moment. Yeah. Who's owned, I believe, by Gannett, yes. who owned the Bold Italic. <laughs> and it all comes full circle, doesn't it, Sean? Yeah, see, I'm, I'm a good interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you didn't sleep much last night, no. but you will be hearing from my lawyers. <laughs> um, so that's one thing. And then the other thing was more just like, a, I, I, I will not I will not read the exchange, but believe me, I have the receipts, people. 
Um, I was like, when have I just really completely like just a project blew up? And I did this project when I was 21. I think it was just out of college. And this guy found me and he had like a kind of like business listings publication for like the North Bay or like Mill Valley. And he needed help. He wanted to kind of like update it stylistically. And I think he really mostly just wanted like a production designer. But I kind of took it as like, oh, he wants me to like explore and um, try some new things. And so... He gave me like a budget of $500 just to like do some exploration around layouts. Yeah. And I always like, I think because I'm from like a brand, I mean, any designer does this. You like come up with a few different styles, you pull mood boards, and he had not wanted that. Oh. And so on, I guess it was like a Monday, He, I was like, should we meet up? I'll show you my progress. And then Tuesday he got back to me. He was like, yeah, maybe Friday. Wednesday, I said, okay, how's Friday at one? And I kind of like told him what I was working on. And he was like, I do not want you to spend any time on inspiration gathering. I do not want you to do research. I look at other publications all the time. It's not helpful. Okay. Yeah. And that's a great sign. Yeah. But like, we should have had a contract in place. I said we should do a contract. And he was like, let's just do this like first round. We'll just like try it out and see how it goes, which is a huge mistake. Yeah. Always do a contract if you haven't worked with someone. I mean, if you have worked on- with someone, but even for little projects, always do a contract. That's yeah. basically the thing that's always gotten me in trouble. It's a cool way to not get paid. It's a and great way not to get paid. Feel really and sad. Spoiler at the end. alert. Oh. <laughs> So let's let's all remember this is about five hundred dollars. So, <laughs> Princely sum. I know. So Wednesday, I'm like, "How's Friday at one?" He didn't get back to me. He never confirmed. And then Thursday night, which I did email him late, but I was also I at this time I was working full time job. I was running this like magazine on the side, and I was doing freelance work. So I was just like working very late every night. I emailed him and was like, hey, it's actually going to be really hard for me to like take a lunch tomorrow. So could we push our meeting to Friday or to Saturday? Very reasonable. He got back to me and he said, this is so unprofessional Mm. that you're pushing the meeting. It shows me you didn't do any work and all this other work you're talking about is not how I want you to spend your time. But like, please just send me everything so I can see. Like, I doubt you've even worked on it. Cool. So I sent him the work that I did. And I was like, here's here's some layout options and, um, he, you know, like, here's layout options. This is this is what I have. I also did some like uh, the layouts are very simple, but I'm showing you different like style tiles so that we can choose one creative direction and then I'll apply that to the layouts. He did not understand that. No. And he got very upset with me. And I, I, I don't need to read all these, but he did send an email that said, Elizabeth, you did a lot of work and I appreciate all of your effort. Ultimately, there are some problems. Oh. I am going to describe them in great detail, so prepare yourself. Wait, he's actually writing that? Yes. Fuck, no. <laughs> I first looked at the layouts two days ago and I was disappointed then. I haven't changed my mind. Ah. So then he put... um. The six or seven issues with my designs. Um, Here's one of them. Overall, the type is too light, too pale. There isn't enough emphasis or typographic color. Nothing stands out. Just a bunch of light gray bland text. Mm. Where's the entry point on this page? Do I even want to read this? Where do I start? And then he goes at the end. So 
A lot of harsh criticism. You are only 21 and you are going to get better and better. <laughs> I'll send you the draft that I ultimately approve, and then you can be as mean as you like. Then he continues the email. Ten minutes later, he says, I was going to send you a check for 500 but I, your work is not good. You did not spend enough time on it. How about we split it? How about we split it? I'll give you 250 Mmm, that's fun. That's, yeah. That's a real fun one. Yeah. Mm. And then... Um, after that, I was just like, okay, thank you for your critique. I think the amount that I charge is reasonable. This is like my process. And then um, he called me. I didn't pick up. I was like, I'm at work. And yeah. he was like, well, I'll call you later. Then he called me that night and started screaming at me on the phone. Yeah. 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 To which yeah. I was like, goodbye to you, sir. And then he sent me a follow-up email um, saying that he has hired 30 or 40 graphic designers over the past 20 years. And if he <laughs> that's doesn't- a, That's quite a few. I know. <laughs> it seems I'm like, like well, he no might have some trouble-keeping relationships going. And he's like, if I don't like the work, it's irrelevant. I pay them. You did not do the work. Oh. Like, you delivered some layouts. You did a bunch of work I didn't want you to do. And this is his math. He goes, 15 hours is actually $450 at $30 an hour. I am deducting the hours you spent on working things I didn't want you to do, which I am not going to pay for. Mm. Um, so you're just meant to kind of like pull this out of your head like yes. Athena coming out of Zeus. He like says, from 450 I am deducting two hours that you spent creating unwanted style sheets. Plus two hours for the layout I told you twice not to do. Deduct four hours equals $120. I have mailed you a check today for $330. I will not be using anything you sent me or developing it further. I am sorry this turned out badly. I am very disappointed. Wow. Best wishes. Best wishes. <laughs> so that was that was the only time that a project has like really exploded. And wow. it was one of my first freelance projects. And I was like... I was kind of standing my ground, but I was also like, I suck. Yeah. <laughs> I really messed it's up. It's hard. And it's Andrew's going to tell everybody that I'm a bad designer. All the all the other 30 or 40 designers that he's pissed off over exactly. the Exactly. <laughs> In his newsletter to all of his designers that have quit working with him. This, this Elizabeth Brown, she does process. I hate it. I know. I know. I was like, I mean, I should have gotten sign off on the process. That was like my bad, but I really thought. That we were, like, communicating around it. Well, it's like he understands enough to use the right language. Yes. So, like, I don't... How do you... How do you know that much and yet not know that, like, that's necessary? It's really weird. Yeah, it also was weird because he wanted me to update the design. Yeah. But he didn't want me to do any exploration. And so I kind of don't really understand how you would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Two things seem a bit in opposition, yes. Yeah, and I thought I was doing the exploration by, like, building out kind of the creative direction through, like, mood boards and styles, and then also in parallel working on very simple layouts just to be, like, this is the layout, but there's no, like, design flourishes, yeah. and then I was going to apply that. But I think that he didn't. he thought that the other work should have been integrated, which it could have been, and I think, you know, I was just young, and so I didn't. He was demanding your work before it was finished, though. Too. I know. 
<laughs> like, I know. It was very, it was very like, it was, I think we all come across those people that yeah. are not content to like disagree and try to resolve the situation. They need you to agree with them and they need you to admit your wrongdoing and your bad intention. Yes, 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 yes. Because when he yelled at me on the phone, he was like, you're... You're trying to like steal my money and not do any work, mm, like great. insinuating that I'm just like scamming him. Like, for for again, five hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm 21. I just got out of college. And this is like a 50 year old man. <sighs> so you know, and he just really wanted me to like admit that I hadn't done any work. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just, I did work. You just don't like it. Yeah. So. You know, I learned my lesson. Always, always write contracts. Never let an older guy go, oh, it's fine. We'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then write out your deliverables very carefully. Uh Uh-huh. Everybody should know exactly what's supposed to be coming in and when. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that I extended the podcast. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) That was very good. Thank it you. was it was very fun. I was like, "Where are those emails? I have to find Absolutely. them." Absolutely. I mean, I can I say I'm amazed that you kept them because I have had maybe not emails to that degree, but definitely very bad emails, and I I delete them because otherwise oh, really? they haunt me. Oh, I'll I'll find them in a search and be like, "Oh fuck! No, oh no, I can't look at this oh, again." I like unless it's you know just like random emails like spam that I don't want. I really don't like letting go of a records of communication like i have texts from people from like 2012 in my phone because i just actually i think my phone started deleting them which i guess is fine <laughs> but i love looking back i love looking at like it's like a diary kind of you're like what was my perspective as a person how did i write how did i communicate with people i think it's it's interesting also, I was just like, this guy's the worst. Yeah, I know I messed up, but he is not cool, and so I'm maybe a little bit smug about it. Well, I think you you came out of that a lot healthier than I think. Certainly, I have from some of my bad client interactions. Oh yeah, I which mean, is... I think because he was just so ridiculously over the top. Yeah, like all of his emails, and then calling me to yell at me, I didn't feel as bad. I think if it was someone that was calmer and was like really disappointed yeah he he did a good job of making the subtext text and that's that's really helpful when you're unsure (laughs) even a little bit whether you're right also i was really appreciative of you know how he said that i was gonna get better and better (laughs) so he actually taught me a lot He's the reason that you're you're such a great designer he, today. Yeah, he's he pushed kind of, you. Yeah, I said I got into design through college, but actually I got in through <laughs> got into design through an abusive Andrew. nut. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how how many designers do you think he's up to now? 90? I would love to know. He's probably writing the email right now. Tick 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 tick. I've had 80 to 90 <laughs> designers work with me in the past. 17 just on this project alone. I'm like 30 to 40 designers. If I don't fire two designers on a Tuesday, then I've yeah. wasted the day. That's another lesson, which I didn't know going into it. But I would say if your client has worked with really amazing designers and can't 
seem to be satisfied with any of their mm-hmm. previous work, wouldn't recommend working with them. Yeah, yeah. Also, you know, you can work with a designer more than once. And if he's got a roster yeah. that big. Yeah, I'm like, why He's not are talking not... to them for a reason. I know. I'm like, why don't you just go back to them? Yeah. Why? How did you even find me? I don't even well, remember. And the restraining order, I think, is a big part of that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you have a contentious uh you know parting with everyone you've worked with then you you know you can't really go back to them to work on updating your publication (laughs) no i know i am like i'm the person also i'm sure he was looking to pay someone you know almost nothing he paid me 30 dollars an hour yeah so not not exactly a living wage in that uh, part of the country in san francisco i wouldn't say no um well thank you so much for (laughs) for being here thank you for indulging me when i'm like uh i actually think i need to talk for longer (laughs) did we did we even did i even say anything no that was that was fantastic show me (laughs) um i i really appreciate it um i'm glad that one of us is away (laughs) well i've got enough life in me for the both of us Thank you. Um, And thank you also to the listener. If this sounds like something that's right up your alley, why not rate, review, subscribe to this show? Um, Even better, if you enjoy this show, why not tell a friend about it? Because friendship is magic, according to a television program I watched. (laughs) Um, You can follow this show on lots of places. You can follow it on Instagram. Maybe you can follow it on Twitter. I don't know if Twitter will still exist or be a place that I want to be on by the time this show comes out, but we'll find out. And also places like YouTube. Uh, we are at did I do that dot design on YouTube and Instagram and something else on Twitter that I don't remember. And you can get to those also from our website, which is did I do that dot design. So this has been did I do that? I'm Sean Schumacher. And as we always say, At the end of every episode. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, it's like whatever. (laughs) It's like whatever. Okay, bye. Perfect. Fantastic. Perfect. Beautiful. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. Oh, you know what? The rest of this is not yours that is actually the other guy so that's not Um, helpful there's another guy oh no that was the the episode i just recorded um i thought i was the only episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're gonna this is a (laughs) bi-weekly podcast with one guest um it's very time consuming i don't know why you agreed to it um the pay is terrible also uh yes